you know, I think a lot of the millennials right now, they're getting married and they're both coming to the uh, the table with student loans. Some of them are graduating with $35,000, $45,000 in student loans. And now you're going to add a wedding loan on top of it. I just, like I said, I can't think of a worse way to get started. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Thanks for joining us on another edition of the Retirement Reality Podcast. I am Ben George alongside Mike Koyanen. Mike, uh, how are you today? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing, Ben? I'm doing well. Anything uh, anything new up in the St. Paul, Minneapolis area? Well, we're uh, after Labor Day, school is in full session and fall is here, but we've had some un- unusually warm weather. So in the 80s here in um, in September is actually pretty nice. It's well well warranted. We we could use that. We've had a, a cooler second half of summer. So, are you a fan of fall? Is that one of your favorite seasons? Actually, summer is my favorite summer. season. I lo- I like it eighties, nineties, and which most people don't want that kind of wet weather. But when winter is so long up here, I look forward to being in just shorts and t shirts on the weekends. And uh, you can always cool your body off. I'm not big on wearing multiple layers of clothes <laughs> six months <laughs> of the year. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Mike is the founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services. They have offices in Woodbury and Hudson, so they serve that Minneapolis-St. Paul area, also western Wisconsin as well, and you can find them online at principalpreservationservices.com, also on Facebook, and uh, connect with them anytime. You can ask Mike questions, get advice, or you know, set up a time to come by and meet and uh, get to look through your finances a little bit better and see if you're on track for retirement. And that's what we try to help you with on this podcast. We'd go through a number of different topics. And today we got a couple things that we're going to get into and it has to do with saving. So the first thing we do, we have a headline we're going to talk about. And I think this is a dangerous trend. And I know Mike's got some thoughts. It's wedding loans. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're also going to get into our main topic, which is Saving is a great thing, but sometimes we make mistakes as savers. So there are a few different mistakes that Mike's going to point out and kind of walk you through and tell you how to avoid those mistakes so that you can do all the saving, but you know, do it in a good way and it helps you long term. So that's the topics for today's show. Remember, you can always subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whatever your favorite podcasting app is to get each episode delivered right to your inbox. So let's get started with the headline, Mike. And There's a new trend in the the wedding industry, okay? I don't know if you've actually heard of this or not, uh, but it's wedding loans. So now there's companies that are actually working specifically with young couples to loan them money for their wedding with rates fluctuating between 5% and 36%, depending on the applicant. Is this a good thing at all? (laughs) Oh, my. Well, uh, it is news to me, that's for sure. And I can't think of a worse way to get your marriage started than starting even in further debt. You know, I think a lot of the millennials right now, they're getting married and they're both coming to the uh, the table with student loans. Some of them are graduating with $35,000, $45,000 in student loans. And now you're going to add a wedding loan on top of it. I just, like I said, I can't think of a worse way to get started. There's always stress in that new relationship. And even if you've been dating and been in a relationship together for a few years, you add that debt on top of it. And now you're living together. Now you're dealing with debt and it's preventing people from buying houses. It's just unneeded stress. Experience with a couple of my children being married and not trying to go over and above. I mean, it is that special day. It's always that day that you want to remember. But I think some of these budgets for the weddings have gotten just out of hand. And to take out a loan to do so, I think it's best to 
either look at a different style of wedding or maybe it's postponed when you have money to pay for it. And I understand these days they don't do the traditional things where the maybe the parents of the bride pay for majority of the wedding. Maybe that's not the common thing anyways. So a lot of people are paying it themselves. So they have to feel that pressure themselves. But boy, I, I just, and I know some of these prices, the weddings have gotten outrageous, but yep. is it necessary? Is it necessary to spend thirty, fifty thousand dollars on a one-day event instead of still having a very memorable day? It's not about what you spend on that day. It's just actually that day together. It's the meaning of that day is more important than actually everything being perfect and dressing up like a king and queen and having you know expensive dinners and linens and all that stuff, which is great. But you don't need to do it at the high end to set yourself back. Yeah, and I know when when it's over with, especially with my wedding, you know, you don't remember all those fine details. You know, you don't remember the linens and the flowers and and all that stuff. You remember the day, the memories of the being there with your friends and family. And I know that I we didn't spend a ton on our wedding. I mean, it was average, maybe a little below average. I don't remember. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. where that number is right now, but I know after the fact, I was like, you know what, we could have spent a, a little less and felt pretty comfortable about that wedding. Yeah, the little things like the accent frosting on the cake was the wrong color. <laughs> and, you know, those things you're not going to remember. You remember the people that came up to you and you chatted with and took videos and pictures with and the speeches and the dance and just that day, the, the meaningful parts of the day is what's going to be remembered. Don't put yourself in debt. Just don't do it. Yeah, I think when you when you start off that life together, you know, you're already going to have, as you mentioned, you might have a house, you might have student loans, you might have car debt still. Adding one more piece of that is just not a great idea for your wedding. So that's in the headline, and I think that we'll, we'll probably maybe talk about that a little bit more at some point if that's actually a trend that's uh, developing in the wedding industry because not a great idea uh, at all. So let's move into today's main topic, and that is even responsible savers make mistakes. So Even for people who have been very responsible with their money over the years, entering retirement can still be a challenge because it's such a different stage of life. It's such a transition. So let's talk about some of those missteps that uh, responsible savers can make. And let's let's begin with this one. Let's don't get too enamored with the cash. Yeah. I've seen that when people come into my office and sometimes I've seen them having, you know, $100,000. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars of cash, and I, I'm like, my goodness, why you have so much cash? And yeah, they're just good savers, which is great. Uh, but the problem with having too much cash, and I'm a big fan of having a good amount of reserves because you need to have that emergency money. You need to have a cash available. And if you're going to buy a car, I much have you take it out of your cash account. You don't want to take money out of your IRAs and. If the interest rates are high, it's not a wise decision as well. It's good to have six to 12 months of your expenses set aside in retirement in cash. But you know, when you know the average budget is you know five, six thousand dollars a month, I think for a lot of the clients that I see, sometimes they're higher, but you know, 12 months of say five thousand dollars is about 60 grand. And so when you're carrying so much extra cash, you're losing your value every month due to inflation. Inflations, we have it over 3%, 3.14 to be exact is what we calculate our clients' inflationary rates in retirement. And what are they paying at the bank? 0.2. You might be able to get a, a money market for you know one. Uh, you might be able to lock in a one-year CD today right around two, two and a quarter. Maybe a three-year at two and a half, two point seven five. It doesn't matter. You're losing if you keep too much money in cash. So it's wise to manage. You know, it's good to have that amount. But again, it's there's other places to put it than the bank when it comes to over twelve months of your 
expenses. Well, on the opposite end of that, people that are very take on a lot of risk, maybe even mm-hmm. uh, so much risk that is unnecessary later in life. So, what is the maybe the risk in that and kind of being too aggressive at that certain stage as you're heading into retirement? Yeah, and then then we have the other people, right? They have, like you said, they're so much at risk, and sometimes I'm like, you need to have some extra money in reserves for emergencies as well. And they go, well, that's my emergencies are in my retirement account. But, you know, the older we get, we are supposed to lower our risk. That's just, you know, when I do educational seminars, I ask this to when people are in my classes, my, my seminars, and, you know, 90% of the, the people attending are not in here. Yes. I said, then why, when we review your, your statements, do you have 90 to 95% of your portfolio at risk? Sometimes 99%. Wow. And, but they'll say, you know, what I usually say, I hear back from them is, well, I'm very diversified. So I have this much in bonds. I'm in a 60 40 plan. And I was like, well, our bonds 100% safe. And they usually think, yeah. But I said, but look at what bonds did last year. Uh, the feds hiked the rates four times last year. What happened to the bonds last year? Well, they were losing money, losing money, losing money. So as people kept coming into the office, the bonds, we're clearly showing they are not 100% safe. It's a different, we're in a different era than we have ever been at before. You know, I know they, they actually lowered rates again, but they will go up again. They can't go much lower than they already are. But taking on too much risk could be detrimental. So if you have 95% of your portfolio and the market takes, a, the S&P 500 loses 35% or 40%, and maybe you're gonna lose 20, 25%. I usually say, can you afford that? And what I usually hear back, no, I don't want to lose anything. I go, yeah. well, if nothing changes, nothing changes, right? You have to make some adjustments. It's good the closer we get to retirement, pull some money off the table, especially when you already have a guaranteed retirement with what they've established and, and saved. Why are you risking so much? At what point is not enough for you? Yeah, and I feel like that's maybe a good reason why you should be checking up every, what, six months, a year, just to kind of reevaluate where you stand with, with the way the market's going and plus where you are in terms of retirement. Yeah, depending on your age. If you're like past 59 and a half, you know, that's IRS allows you to have, you know, with no penalties, withdrawals. You're getting close to retirement. I think you should be meeting with at two to three times a year at least. Okay. Or that last six months or a year, you should be meeting with that your advisor you know, four or five times last year. You want to make sure everything is in place. You don't want any surprises for sure. Well, one place that people get surprised quite a bit, and we're talking about the mistakes that responsible savers even make, and that's taxes. You know, a lot of people aren't looking ahead to that, what we might call the, the tax time bomb. That's kind of waiting on them down the road. Yeah. Most people have majority of their money in a 401k plan or an IRA or 403b. These plans, which are great, I'm not knocking them, and you contributed to them, you're getting that company match. So you're going to almost encouraged to do it because it's too good not to put in 5%. So your employer matches four or 5%, whatever that might be. The problem is every dollar you put into it, you get a tax deduction as you invest in it because that comes off your income. So if you make 100000 a year, and you maxed out your 401k this year, you could put up to, if you're over 50 years old, you could put $25,000. So that $25,000 comes off your gross income. You're only taxed on the 75000 Great. It's a great deal. Now, when you retire, that money has grown and compounded over time. Now, when you take it out at the year 70 and a half, the IRS forces you to take a percentage out. You can take it out sooner as long as you're over 59 and a half. There's no penalties, but now you have to pay taxes. 
and most people are like, what are the tax rates? I go, whatever tax bracket you are at. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, it all depends. Some pay only 10, 12%, some pay 22, 24%. That's the new tax rates. But every dollar you put into your 401k is a future tax problem down the line because you're making the IRS, we used to say Uncle Sam, the IRS, you know, your silent partner in your retirement plan because they have a vested interest for that money to grow because they're going to get a percentage when it comes out. So it's so important to understand the taxes and getting with an advisor to find out what will that tax rate be in retirement and not just taxes on your IRA because what you have income from your IRA or pensions as well will determine are you going to be taxed on your social security. There's 13 states out of the 50 that do tax social security. 37 of them don't. So it's important to know which state you're in and does your state tax Social Security or not. I know I work in Minnesota and Wisconsin primarily. Minnesota does tax Social Security. Wisconsin does not. So just depending on which you know which border you're on yeah. will determine that. So that's why I encourage Roth. If you have time on your side, do as much Roth 401ks, 403bs, Roth IRAs, as much as you can, because you pay your taxes now, it grows tax-free, withdrawals are tax-free. And I've actually had a couple clients now that that's what we're, they're set for, for when they retire, almost 90 plus percent of their money is in Roth. The nice thing is when that happens, when they retire, even though they're Minnesota clients and they tax social security, it will not be taxed because that Roth comes out not as taxable income and it will not affect their social security, which will cause that to be non-taxed because they fall in a lower bracket and uh, it's a good situation for them. So if you have time on your side, do as much tax-free planning as possible. Yeah, and that's gotta be a good feeling too, knowing exactly how much money you're gonna be getting out of that account as opposed to the taxes. Yeah, I mean, people are talking about, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be grossing six, 7,000. I said, yeah, but then we have to take your taxes out and they forget about yeah. that. And so it's a different situation. The more money you make in retirement, the more even your social security is taxed. So it's important to know those numbers. We'll drop a link to uh, social security's website in the show notes so you can take a look there and see if your state is indeed taxed or not and uh, get more info if you need it there. Well, the last thing on our item for responsible savers, and we've been a little on the negative side, let's pick the other side of this thing. And savers always are going to have a lot of money piled up, right? But oftentimes when you get into retirement, it's difficult to want to spend that money, but you have to live a little, don't you? You do. I, I give the okay to several people. I'm like, you know, you it's okay. This is why you saved. I kind of look back, once a saver, always a saver, yeah. and I have to give permission for them to spend, or maybe it's usually one of the, you know, the spouses that, it's almost like a uh, obsession, how much more can I make? How much more can I save? And I mean, you can't take it with you. And some people, if they don't even have children or they don't want to leave much to their children. I go, you have to make some big adjustments because you need to, you need to live a little bit. It's okay to go trade in that 1995 car that you've been driving <laughs> as well, because <laughs> you might want to upgrade the cars. Let's use that money because you're going to have to take it out. Yeah, even when I get back to the RMDs again, I said, if you don't start using it sooner, your RMDs at 70 and a half are going to be so outrageous. And um, if they're not interested in doing a QCD, which is a qualified charitable distribution, you can have those RMDs go directly to a charity. So it'll meet your RMDs and uh, the charity will receive it tax-free, which is great. And uh, you don't have to pay your taxes on it because it comes directly, goes right to a charity. If they're not interested in giving charitable contributions, you, you need to start taking that money out. 
spend that money. Enjoy your life. You've worked hard for it and uh, make use of that money before it's too late. So all good advice for savers because, you know, it's a great thing to say, but there are things you can mess up. And there's also things you can correct and just improve your situation. So, you know, all that hard work is put to use and benefits you as much as possible. And if you have any questions about that or kind of curious on where you stand, Mike and his team are always there to help you out with that at Principal Preservation Services. You can find them online at principalpreservationservices.com. You can also call them at 855-987-8888. That's 855-987-8888. They're always serving Minneapolis, St. Paul, and also Western Wisconsin as well. So some good information there, Mike. Wedding loans, a big no-no. We've learned <laughs> Stay that. Away. <laughs> Stay, Stay away. Stay away. Yeah. Well, good deal. We appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever podcasting app you choose to use. Also, make sure you check out the website for the show notes to get a little more information on this episode and every episode that we put out for the Retirement Reality Podcast. That'll do it for us. For Mike, I am Ben. Thanks for listening to this episode of Retirement Reality Podcast. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.